having a goal or an objective in life or having an overarching Everest in life uh, where my overarching Everest was climbing the Everest or my next overarching Everest is hey I want to be that guy who stands on top of Everest with striated glutes right having that goal that passion that gives you like every morning I wake up with a sense of purpose that I want to kill today Hi everyone, welcome back to Circe Health Pod. Um, we are very excited today as we have our very first celebrity guest. Um, so I will turn it over to Ajoy to introduce him and you know, kind of tell a little bit about why we're so excited to have yeah. him here today. Uh, yeah. So the, 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 the celebrity guest that we have really is a person that you know, has a, a choke of, I mean, we were having a hard time narrowing down how many things we can talk about this gentleman i mean he is one he's uh, he's made to the mount everest multiple times he was featured in national geographic space.com hindustan times i mean all kinds of magazines and uh, german magazines and stuff like that uh, he is the only person to have tested and developed vegan gear uh, to you know to take to mountains and stuff like that because you know animal stuff is used all the time in those places and you know, all this, despite all this brawn and athleticism, he's actually a very brainy guy. He's actually a computer science engineer from USC. USC is a, one of the leading institution universities uh, in California. If people don't know about it, he's a bodybuilder and a photographer. So photographer part really got my attention because I, you know, kind of delve into that a little bit if you know me. Um, and all this he does not in spite of but because of the fact that he's vegan. So without further ado, let me present to you Kuntal Joyshare. Kuntal? Yeah, hi. Uh, so uh, thank you so much for having me on the podcast. Uh, really happy to be here and really happy to be chatting with you. Uh, and really thank you for a very kind introduction. So uh, just a little bit about myself. Uh, I, I am a vegan mountaineer. So, uh, and a nutrition and a fitness coach and a bodybuilder, been a vegan since the last 20 years. And so, yeah, uh, happy to be here and happy to get uh, started with and have a good conversation with you folks. Great, great. So do you, do you want to take on some yeah, questions? Yeah, let's, let's uh, jump into our questions because we're excited to hear your answers. So. Um, you, I'm sure, have had this question multiple times, but we'll, just for our audience purposes, how do you define veganism? So everyone defines it differently, but how does, like, how does it work for your lifestyle and for your clients' and uh, patients' lifestyles? I am going to share it from my perspective uh, from uh, veganism. For me, veganism is all about minimizing the exploitation, the cruelty, the harm towards animals. Because I truly believe that animals are emotional and sentient beings. They have families. They feel pain. They love each other. They just want to exist on this planet as much as we do. And uh, I truly believe they are here to share the planet with us. It's not like they were put here on the planet for us to use, abuse and consume and exploit and do those kind of things. So... That said, I do understand the practical sometimes limitations around uh, this piece. So my veganism is more around 
progress rather than perfection. For example, recently I did a Q&A on my Instagram and someone reached out to me saying that, hey, for this, 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 this specific reason, your climb is not vegan. Okay, great. The building that I'm living in probably had had some animal used during its construction. Or for example, the wheat that I'm eating has animals uh, plowing the fields. Or for example, the synthetic suit that I am wearing. While synthetic suit means the suit's base material is plastic. If you could literally argue that plastic is uh, animals from gazillion years ago. Right? Because that is what plastic is at the end of the day. So people will always bring up, you know, something or the other and say that you are not vegan. And I really don't care. To me, my veganism is about progress. And to me, my veganism is about standing up for the animals as much as I can. Uh, and my hope is that in this lifetime to live in a world where animals are no longer being consumed for food. Uh, people are not wearing animals on their bodies. People are not using animals for plowing the fields. Or people are not using animals in any, any which way. So I would wish to live in a world like that. But I know that I, we don't. And probably it will not happen in this lifetime, unfortunately. But that is what I strive towards and that is what my veganism is about. It is just basically about standing up for animals. Now, when it comes to my clients, let's say I'm talking about my clients around fitness coaching or around climbing mountains or, or just people who are there to lose some body fat, build some muscle or any of those things. Uh, I'm going to be very honest here. Uh, there are a lot of people who come to me uh, saying that they are not vegans. And uh, I'm very upfront. I tell them that I am a vegan coach, that I have no expertise in creating a non-vegan diet for them. So they need to be open to trying out plant-based foods, plant-based proteins and plant-based nutrition if they want to work with me and if they want to work under me. While I cannot control what they are putting in their mouths or what they are doing in terms of their eating choices when they are not like, I'm not like micromanaging their life and knowing what they are doing at every instance. So they can do what they want. But from my guidelines perspective, I never, like all my plants are vegan plants. They can, you know, say that, oh, he's giving us uh, 150 grams of protein to eat in a day. Uh, I'm going to figure out that I'm going to get that protein from eggs or I'm going to get that protein from meat. If they are doing that, that's something not under my control. But I am teaching them and I am telling them and I'm inspiring them. I'm impressing upon them that they can do it all through plant-based nutrition. And that it is very possible and that they would not lose any performance and none of those things would happen. So that is my veganism from my client's angle or from, frankly speaking, from anyone's angle. I'm not going to take a moral high ground and tell people that, hey, you have to be a vegan. My thought process around vegan activism is that I'm going to be the best role model I can be. I'll go climb mountains. I'll go do my bodybuilding. I'll share information around vegan nutrition and vegan fitness. And if someone has a question, they want any help, they want any support, I am there to do that. But I'm not going to force anyone that go vegan. So that's my mindset. Uh, and this is how it has, it's just I have something that I've evolved to in the last 20 years. And am I saying this is where I will end up? I don't know. I don't know what the future holds and where the next evolution for me is and what I'm going to do next. 
I don't know. I'm just taking it as it goes. So I guess you know the the when they see you lead by example, that's when there's going to be impact in their mind. I think. I mean, I'm I'm sure you probably noticed it when they see you know. Oh, I'm huffing and puffing. Maybe because I had you know uh, protein out of uh, from what is it whey protein or something like that and. Kuntal, on the other hand, is just fine. You know, maybe there's something else that's going on. Maybe I should stick to what he's saying. So I completely, I think I, I, I you know, tell me whether this 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 sounds rings true to you in terms of your clients. No, no, I I do agree with you. I I think there's sometimes there's a lot of preconceived notions that people have that hey, I cannot like if I eat plants, I will not be able to build fitness, or I'll be struggling on the mountains, or there's this yeah. kind of general preconceived notions even around fitness world that you need to eat meat to kind of take care of your mm-hmm. protein requirements or you need to eat yeah. animal yeah. products to take care of your micronutrition requirements so there are these preconceived notions like yeah. i remember going uh, signing up for yeah. a gym way back in october of 2012 i knew that i was about 2 hours uh, 2 mm-hmm. years away from climbing everest and that i needed to get in the best shape of my life so mm-hmm. I remember this, uh, mm-hmm. I took a personal trainer and for the first 15 days, he would repeatedly tell me, Kuntal, eat chicken, Kuntal, eat eggs, Kuntal, eat uh, whey protein. Yeah. 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 It, for whatever yeah. reason, he yeah. kept seeing that maybe I'm not improving in my things in the gym or I don't know why he kept kind of forcing yeah. me to do that. Mm-hmm. But after 15 days, it was enough for me. I never went back to that gym ever again. I went and climbed Everest twice after that and did it yeah. all on my yeah. own. So I quickly realized that yeah, none of yeah. those things were really <laughs> yeah. required. But you can kind of imagine the issue that mm-hmm. so many newbies would be facing when they're taking up fitness. That they, all they would be hearing is chicken khao, chicken khao, yeah. eggs khao, dood pio. And yeah. that would be such right. a kind of a confusing yes, thing. Sir. Then seeing someone like me or so yeah. many vegan athletes across the world saying that you don't need to eat animals or do, you don't need to consume animal products. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I do think when you, okay, sure, I'm saying vegan bano, vegan bano. But if I'm also walking the talk, I am also leading as an example, that makes a drastic difference yeah. because yeah. then yeah, suddenly exactly. instead of me just preaching, it also becomes like, hey, Kuntal, how are you doing it? There are more pointed questions. Kuntal, how can we take care of our protein needs? Or Kuntal, this is the struggle I am facing in my practical Uh life. How can I address these practical struggles that I am kind of Mm -hmm. running into? Like, for example, a lot of times the questions I get is, uh, vegan protein tends to be expensive. Or people have this notion that vegan protein tends to be Mm. expensive. So how can Kuntal, I still get my protein needs met? Or just generally those kind of questions, uh, instead of just... Mm -hmm you know, stupid things yeah. like what if I put you on a deserted island and you are just sitting there with a chicken and I'm like, okay, that's like a great question. Great, you know, things yeah. to debate yeah. on. I have like no interest in, you know, talking about yeah. those things. Like if you have something, you know, like serious yeah. to talk about, let's yeah. talk about that. Uh, so yeah, totally agree yeah. with you. I think yeah. it's more yeah. about leading by example and inspiring people to ask the right questions and then we yeah. being there to support them through their journeys. Yeah, yeah. I think it it makes a big difference coming from you because, you know, uh, with I can tell you one thing. With us, whenever we say that, look, we are vegan and we are, all our diseases that we were going towards are have disappeared. Our seventy five or ninety eight year old patient has nothing. That means nothing to them because 
There's they say, oh, you know, these are exceptions concrete. or... Huh? There's nothing concrete. There's nothing concrete or these are all, you know, medical people, they're talking bullshit. Maybe they are just exceptions. But when you say it and you are actually showing it, demonstrating it, by, I mean, how much more can you do by than, than climb Mount Everest? I mean, this this it's a huge, you know, like a leap from an ordinary people to doing being able to do that. So I think that must be making a huge difference. And I really think that there should be more people like you coming out and saying, look, you know, I'm completely plant-based and look, I have, I have absolutely no diseases, nothing. I mean, I, I, I can jump faster or, or jump higher and, you know, do, uh, and climb higher or whatever. Um, so, I mean, I think that's, that's commendable, really commendable. Now, do you want to ask him some questions about the, the food part? Because I know you're very interested. In well, yeah, I mean, we were curious, was there, I guess I was curious, did you have a particular... Um, event or trigger or some kind of goal. like why did you decide to become vegan what made you move in that direction right so having born and brought up in a vegetarian family uh, I never ate meat or even eggs for that matter um, I live in Ghatkopar East and Ghatkopar East is so segregated that if you actually cook meat you would not even be given a apartment complex you would not even be able to rent anything yeah, in yeah, this, yeah, this area yeah, so I live know. in that kind of a so the, this is where I've kind of been born and brought up. And I remember kind of discussing with my uh, parents about, hey, why don't we eat meat? And they would always point out to things like, look, animals have families. And if we don't eat other human families, why would we eat animal families? And we don't separate yeah. them and those kind of things. So great. We don't eat meat. We don't eat eggs. All, you know, makes sense. But I still continue drinking milk or wearing a leather belt, not knowing what goes behind leather or wool nah. or silk or feather jackets or yeah, any of yeah. those things. Really never question, right? These are all products available mm -hmm. on a shelf in a in a supermarket very easily. So had first 22 years of my life was a vegetarian, really never questioned uh, uh, why I was a vegetarian other than a couple of times. Went to the United States to do my master's. There I was living with a couple of roommates and one of them wa was an ethical vegetarian. And we, I remember going to grocery shopping uh, together and buying a Snickers bar or now living alone, I would also get ice creams with eggs in them or cakes and pastries with eggs in them because I always wanted to eat them yeah. or even buying the leather jacket or woolen sweater and all the fancy mm. stuff. I was now earning on my own and I had the independence and everything. So... Yeah. One of the days he asked me the question, why yeah. are you doing this? Aren't you supposed to be a vegetarian? And I'm like, but what's the problem? This is just a leather belt available on a, or in, a in a store mm. or this is just a Snickers bar. And he said, but it has eggs in it. And my point was, but I can't see the eggs. So what's the problem? So I think a lot of this was about my apathy, my ignorance, my convenience, my taste. Mm -hmm. And so much about these rather than thinking that there is an animal life, a sentient animal life that is being taken for all mm -hmm. of this to come yeah. to me. Mm -hmm. I never made that connection until that guy yeah. started sharing with me a lot of videos mm -hmm. of cruelty in the dairy and the leather industry. Once I started seeing these videos, this was yeah. late 2002, yeah. I quickly connected the dots that there's really no difference between a piece mm -hmm. of meat, a glass of milk, a block of cheese, a leather belt, a woolen sweater. That's right. Any of those things. Yeah. That yeah. Everything came from an abused, exploited and a slaughtered animal. And that if I'm not eating meat, why am I doing these mm -hmm. other things? Yeah. 
so i kind of had to mm-hmm. reconcile my dilemma of hey I, in my mind i think i am a compassionate person or i am compassionate towards animals but my my actions really don't kind of you know uh, go with my words so i had to mm-hmm. reconcile that dilemma and there were two ways of doing it either i could have said that hey ignorance is bliss life is good let's just move on uh, this is great information mm-hmm. to have i'm not going yeah. to do anything about it yeah. or i could have taken a stand for the animals and i could mm-hmm. have gone further and become a vegan or done something about it and so i decided that i'm going to take a stand for the animals i did my research mm-hmm. and i quickly mm-hmm. realized that the bare minimum i can do is change what is on my plate what is on my body and the products everyday products that i use may it be my toothpaste could it be my shampoo yeah. could it be my anything those three things were 100% under my control and i can definitely change that and i decided that i was going to be a vegan so it's been 20 years that i've been a vegan and as i this said that solely my veganism nice. is for animals while there are other benefits around it of making tangible impact around reversing the climate crisis that we have again there needs to be a massive scale that needs to happen yeah. it's not like as more and more and more yeah. people make conscious yeah. choices we'll have an impact around that or even kind of taking care of our own health by focusing on eating more plants which has been repeatedly shown to mm-hmm. be very protective against yeah. yeah slew of diseases and slew of conditions and just around your mm-hmm. longevity or quality of life so i kind of yeah. think it's a win win for everyone right win for the animals win for the planet yeah. Yeah. and win for us so in my mind th- this is why uh, i i am a vegan over the period of years i have found out that it's good for the planet and it's good for our health too so it's such a win win for everyone so why not like why not do it right like it's it's a no brainer like in today's day and age so i mean one of the things that especially in india um how do you find uh, acceptance of not eating dairy i mean uh, people always i mean they say yeah i can be vegetarian and a lot of our patients come to us and say we have diabetes or heart disease or something but i am a vegetarian why why do i have this issue do you find it harder for people to like accept the fact that dairy is also not good and how do you how you know how do you uh, including paneer <laughs> including yeah that's where i was going with yeah. paneer and stuff like that people like you know love this stuff and how do you kind of like cajole them out of it um that is a good point uh now it, it, so first of all i'm going to talk about acceptance itself uh look when i went vegan it was very tricky because my family uh, while we don't while we barely ate any paneer my family was very big on ghee and my family was very big on like butter and uh, the curd and the buttermilk and a lot of those things and so it was very tricky for them to accept that suddenly i'm not going to be eating all of those things and i was living in the us and i would only come back to india for a month and they all in wanted to invite me for dinners and lunches and all those things and they would want to make a pav bhaji and pav bhaji is like laden with butter or they wanted to you know make me some spe- special sweet or something which was laden with ghee and i would always refuse a lot of those things uh, i think in my case the strategy or or the mindset i used is i really never forced any of them to be a vegan i just told them that if you can make vegan food for me uh that would be great and this is how you can make that food for me 
like i would tell them that make the pav bhaji in oil for me or don't just make any sweets for me it is less work for you why are you know you why do you want to do more work right so i would always tell these things but at the same time also kind of realize that sometimes they would still feed me non vegan food like i would go to their places and i would triple check quadruple check that hey is this vegan have you put this have you put this and they would say yeah yeah no 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 we have not put any ghee butter and then i would taste it and i would know that no this is not vegan and you know i would just reluctantly now am i saying they are lying i don't know for sure but in my mind having been vegan for so long i kind of knew that it was not vegan but i would just eat it and i think they realized over a period of time that i was not the one trying to change them but they were the ones who were trying to change me and that i was more accepting of them and they were less accepting of who i was and they saw slow and steadily that is what was happening on the other hand they also saw my journey as a mountaineer and how i was able to achieve these incredible feats while staying completely vegan and so over a period of time i started seeing a drastic change in my family in my friends in the sense that every time now i go for dinner they would upfront call me and ask me kuntal what is what can we make for you how can we accommodate you uh, i have found this really cool vegan cookie for you i have really found this cool vegan thing for you i i got this vegan cheese for you i found this restaurant where we can order some vegan food for you so they they are now so much more accepting of who i am and i think this happened because they realized that i was not trying to change them they were trying to change me and so am i saying that i am going to sit here and accept someone's non veganism no there is a victim involved there are billions of animals being slaughtered every day so is it a personal choice no veganism is not a personal choice it is never a personal choice if there is a massive victimhood involved in here right which is billions of animals being slaughtered every year not in one shot every year these guys these sentient beings are being slaughtered but at the same time I, unfortunately i can't control what people put in their mouths or what people's lifestyle choices are so i do think i respect their choices from a point of view that it is their choice at the end of the day and uh, i was accepting of that choices but over a period of time they have started accepting my choices as well that i want to be a vegan and that they would accept my choice and i think that's something that has happened over a period of years so i i didn't force it um uh, i think india is definitely a diabetes capital of the world india is also a hypertension capital of the world and india is now becoming a capital of all the lifestyle diseases that can unfortunately afflict the planet i think significant amount of planet is also going towards that uh i do think a big problem around that is over consumption of calories over consumption of significant amount of dense energy and i do think people can benefit significantly from eating more plant food significantly from eating more fibrous foods because these would keep them full a lot longer these would provide them significant amounts of nutrition which they are not getting from a lot of those foods so i do think there are a lot of benefits from shifting towards primarily a plant based diet eating more plant foods eating more nutritious more whole plant foods 
lesser lesser processed stuff am i standing here and saying that you need to stop eating processed foods you need to stop doing any of those things no again it can be a very transition journey right where you slowly start adding more plant foods slowly start adding more uh, whole foods and start gravitating towards that you'd start seeing definitely a lot of benefits from that lifestyle add that with a lot of exercise lot of movement getting enough sleep every day hydrating yourself well every day those kind of things and there's a lot of benefits to be seen so I, i do think we need to kind of inspire our clients inspire our well wishers inspire our family members inspire our friends towards uh, this kind of mindset and uh, that's kind of my thought process that let's just you know get them step by step towards eating more plants and towards eating more smartly yeah i think there is more awareness uh, of of you know what veganism is what plant based foods is and so on there you know even in the last two years i think we've noticed even despite the covid pandemic in india i'm talking about there has been a little bit more movement towards the better you know um, so i think i think you're absolutely on the right track we we you know commend you for that absolutely commend you now a question that i had now shifting gears a little bit uh, any specific medical or i mean if you feel free to you know um, edit it whichever way you want it any specific medical issues that you felt that you you either had or have disappeared or you think you would have gotten by now but they never came to you because of your your um, uh, lifestyle uh, i think when i was young uh, back when i was 22 and when i went vegan i was about 110 kilos so of course i was way overweight i was i think about 35 kgs over my optimum bmi and uh, a lot of this was primarily fat weight uh, rather than having a good balance of both muscle and fat which is also while i was just 22 and at 22 you just feel that you are invincible that nothing's going to ever happen to you uh and at 22 i really felt like i was on top of the world all the time in spite of making really terrible choices on my plate and and in terms of my exercise but as i shifted to veganism one of the unfortunate things around my initial portion of veganism was that i really was a junk food vegan so i am like going to be honest here i continued consuming the excess calories continued consuming significant amounts of deep fried processed food non nutritious food i am not going to label something healthy or unhealthy because then that leads people to kind of making like oh this is healthy i am going to eat unlimited amounts of it oh this is unhealthy i am not going to eat it rather than learning how to eat a more balanced diet or a more reasonable diet so i was someone who just made terrible choices constantly and i in spite of making all these terrible choices i still ended up losing like 20 kilos of body weight in spite of eating all this junk food i still ended up losing fair amount of weight uh, and in spite of making these terrible choices i still had a massive bump in my energy i had a massive bump in just overall quality of my life like i remember at 22 even though i was like i felt great and everything i would still realize that just mild walking would have me breathless here's a 22 year old guy who's getting breathless by mild walking that is not that is not the kind of life you want to be really living so a lot of those things kind of improved i started cycling i started taking care of myself and and i started doing a lot like 
while i was a junk food vegan i was still consuming reasonable amount of vegetables that was a big change that happened in my life where i started consuming more veggies i started focusing more on legumes and this was just accidentally i didn't have a clue about nutrition but just because there was nothing like hey there's no milk there's no butter no cheese none of the things are accessible to me so what can i really eat instead of that lot of salads lot of dals lot of those things started coming into my life and so i would still eat like that burger that sandwich that vegan you know fake burger or the fake sandwiches and i would still continue eating french fries and those kind of things i started eating many 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 plant foods along with it which is why i felt that my health uh, didn't deteriorate and i also started losing a lot of body fat started taking care of myself and which is something i wanted to share as well where if people continue if people let's say people are choosing to eat animal products i do feel that there are studies year after year after year in the last 30 40 years of the body of evidence that if you combine animal foods with significant chunks of plant foods minimally processed plant foods your mortality risk goes down all your blood markers improve all your health markers improve it has been consistently shown so even if someone chooses to eat animals and they are, they are they no longer they just don't want to be a vegan or they don't want to reduce the consumption i would say to all those people that increase your plant foods intake whatever risk you are incurring by eating all that excess animal foods you will be able to decrease it by increasing your plant foods of course uh, you know the smarter strategy would be here to just minimize or not eat the animal foods as i said good for everyone but in case you don't want to including just massive amounts of plant foods would be a big win for you um but yeah so that is how my some of my initial years were there were no diseases or anything i would just say i was overweight and i was able to reduce significant chunks of my body fat and uh, like just get better at that and then once i decided to climb everest i shifted to a much smarter diet i started planning my diet well i started designing my diet well and there was just instant benefits in my recovery times in my performance in the gym in my performance on the mountains and those kind of things so nothing no diseases or anything that i reversed using a vegan diet just primarily losing a lot of weight that that was one big thing but seems like i mean you've kept everything at bay because of primarily your lifestyle i mean that's that's what we see that in our patients and ourselves i mean i think it's So at this point we should end this uh, this part and we'll continue on in the next part but in the meanwhile our listeners can uh, go to our website sirsihel.com/podcast and browse through other podcasts that might interest them or on their own app whatever app they use apple podcast or spotify or whatever you they use they can certainly search for other uh, topics that we've talked about in case you are just so excited for the next one that you can barely contain yourselves and you miss the sound of our voices <laughs> they'll always be there for you on sirsihealth.com/podcast do we mention that